What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of the Warriors Huddle is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, the Athletic Club Oakland, a local sports bar I fucking love. Look, all of our social lives took a nasty hit during the pandemic, and one of the awesome things COVID stole was the ability to watch sports with friends. It's something I've loved my whole life, and good news, the Athletic Club has our backs and has given that right back to us. The ACO has shut down their entire side street, not some parklets. I'm talking about the entire side street created an enormous outdoor space, called that space the town gardens, and filled it with tables and huge TVs and their full complement of great food. It's big, it's comfortable, but maybe most important, it's a great spot to watch any and every sport with anyone and everyone you want to. The Athletic Club is now our go-to spot to watch all sports and with the NFL right up on the horizon, we hope you're going to join us there. In fact, if I see you at the ACO and you're in any type of huddle gear, beer, in fact, maybe beers on me. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans can be sports fans again. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. Where's huddle with me, Bram? No MT today, but with me per usual, my master of all things sound, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime, I am fired up to announce one of my favorite guests. It's been way too long. The Golden State B-Writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. The longest tenured guest on this show. And a man who has no problem pointing out stray cats at the Oakland Zoo, Mr. Rusty Simmons. What's going on, Rusty? So true. Like one of my greatest observation skills are animals moving in the lurking in the background. I'll catch them all. Maxime, so look, we got a hell of stuff to talk about today. This is legitimately an emergency podcast. I know it's on our plate and I'll not uh, slow us down too much here. But shit, dude, I've been waiting to tell somebody this for like a year and a half, if not way longer. So right after my daughter was born, um, Rusty and I had already built the relationship and I brought the kid to the zoo in a stroller and Rusty accompanied me. And so we're walking around the Oakland Zoo and we're making conversation. And at least three times, dude, we're at like an enclosure, like looking at the lions or something or at that like African savanna spot. And Rusty, without missing a beat, goes, see that? I'm like, what? Yeah, the lion goes, no, no. See that stray cat? That's a that's a weird thing to do at the zoo, man. It's a weird thing to do. His eyesight's incredible, but I had to get that off my chest because I, it was distracting of nothing else. 
I'm really glad that you explained what was going on because I thought this was common knowledge and I thought I was missing out on something. Um, I mean, congrats, Rusty. I don't think I've ever seen a stray cat at the zoo. Nobody does. Nobody's looking for stray cats. And I bet you he was silent because he's currently looking out the windows, pointing out some <laughs> random ass animal right now. You know, I mean, who knows? But boys, we got things far more important to talk about. I purposely live in Jack London Square so that I can sit <laughs> on my porch and watch waterfowl come in. I know how animals work. I enjoy it. I watch them. I know where they're going to show up. It is really interesting if you're at a zoo with exotic animals when just a domestic cat comes into the building. Everybody should be paying attention to that. It's, it's super interesting. What I can tell you for sure is I was going to try to fight back, but any gentleman who knows how to casually drop the phrase waterfowl into a sentence, <laughs> I mean, obviously knows what he's talking about when it comes to animals, man. So look, I'll take this black eye. I was wrong. My bad. Incredible skill set. Boys. We got to talk about Wiggins. So I said emergency podcast. I meant it. We released an episode of Locked on Warriors like 30 minutes ago because we thought that there was no way that we were going to be able to record. And then this Wiggins things erupts and we've got to talk about it. And a lot of it came out of an article written by Mr. Simmons. Why Andrew Wiggins anti-vaccination choice gives Warriors reason to worry. So Complicated situation, and what I want to do is use some simple questions to kind of figure it out. So, Rusty, we got a new segment. Um, it's not in particularly complicated. We call it Five Golden Questions. Generally speaking, these questions come from the audience. Today, they don't. They come from me, and they're all Wiggins-related. Let's start at the easy one. Yeah, so Wiggins is not vaccinated, at least currently. Rusty, as things stand, can Andrew Wiggins play home games? And if not, why not? He cannot. He is unvaccinated um, and unmoved in that decision. Um, the Warriors have done a lot to, I'm not going to say try to sway him, but have set, just tried to lay out all the different details of the scenario, whether it's science or they, they had a, a doctor come in and talk to him about the pain and suffering and Des that she's seen Um Steve Kerr, others have gone above and beyond, like trying to figure out um, black history and all of the things that might lead to mistrust or probably should lead, lead to mistrust sure. over, over the years, over the centuries in this country. Um, so the Warriors have just basically their role in this has been trying to lay out all everything. Any idea that you could have, lay all that out for Andrew. Um, he is not moved. He is not planning on getting vaccinated. And because of that, he will not be able to play in home games. Any explanation? So you just touched some of the hot button issues, right? Um, and I haven't heard anything about Wiggins' decision not to be vaccinated outside of just the bottom line, that he is not vaccinated. Has he provided any details? I mean, you know, like the the oppression of minorities, the a distrust of science. I mean, something. Is there a bullet point behind what he's doing or we just know the end game? Yeah, he hasn't. Um, in March, in a Zoom conference call with the rest of the writers, he said, look, man, I don't, I don't plan on getting the shots unless they absolutely make me do it. I'm not doing it. And the NBA has chosen not to mandate it. Um, now, the local jurisdictions – outweigh any league any nba right so sure. 
in New York and San Francisco, they're allowed to say, oh, we don't we don't care about any exemption that you get from your league. Uh, you cannot play here. And that's what San Francisco finally said today was no matter of medical religious exemption, you are not if you're above 12 years old and not vaccinated, not fully vaccinated, you are not allowed in the arena. So there was my second question and you just hit it. I mean, what I was going to ask is what has to change? So obviously, you know, he gets vaccinated, change, he's fine. Um, if that's not the change that's coming, are there any other options here? I mean, if, if the religious exemption thing's off the table, the medical exemption, none of that shit's going to stick. Is there anything else or really it's vaccination or bust at this stage? At this stage, at this stage, I mean, but we've been in this long enough to know that things do change, right? Like, San Francisco Department of Public Health has changed over time. They've adjusted towards hmm. science and toward the numbers. And as things happen, they adjust. I, I don't think now this is probably naive after watching the last couple of years, but I don't think we'll be in the same situation by the time the season ends. And that's why I wrote that the Warriors are worried about his early season availability. I, I would bet at some point during this season that San Francisco does not have the exact same rules. I bet we've gotten far, far enough along in our vaccination percentages. That we've gotten far enough along in ICU beds available. The death rates are down. The COVID rates are down. Everything, I bet we get to a point where they're like, oh, okay, now we're making some progress. Now we can start backing off some of this stuff. But, but as of now, um, he is not allowed into uh, an arena. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, and is even waterproof. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. If you had to guess which one of these changes, you know, between the rock and the hard place, do you think Wiggins is more likely to flip his stance on vaccination or the city and county of San Francisco is more likely to change their stance on the need for that vaccination? I bet neither one of them change. That doesn't make you know, me feel very good. Like it, if, if it was, if, if I lost $350,000 for missing a game, that would, that would really make me think like no, no matter how, much of a deep tenant in my life it was if i lost three hundred fifty thousand dollars, i'd be like ah, eh, maybe i gotta reconsider that um i don't know andrew wiggins a ton yet haven't been around him for more than just a couple of years since he's been here but um i don't get the idea that that he backs off of these kind of things and 
I think the same thing is true true for San Francisco. I think that they've shown that they're going to be um, a little more cautious with most of these things. I bet it takes them a little while to get there. If it's just one or the other who's going to back down, I would bet neither. Now, when science numbers percentages say something, then San Francisco probably backs down. But um, I, to this point, I don't see a reason why Andrew Wiggins would back down. There's a ton of portions of this conversation, and I am, to be quite frank, not qualified really to talk about any of them. The only one I will venture into with some uh, at least vocal inflection suggesting authority is the sports angle. And so even if we're talking about just the early games, right, even if that's what the Warriors are worried about, let's say it's just the first 20 games for next year, how tight the West is, who the Warriors want to be, you know, and and the idea that Clay is probably not going to be back for those front 20 games either. That it's a big deal for the Warriors season as far as what happens. So I got two guess questions for you here, and then I've got a nasty emotional one. Let's get the guesses out of the way. Guess number one, what do you think is going to happen, man? I mean, it's just a guess, you know, but as we sit here right now, about a week from training camp, if if you had to throw out something into the universe, this is how it's going to play out. What's your guess? Uh, it's going to be a rough start. Um, the Warriors are already going into the season without Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. Um, and they're not going to have Andrew Wiggins okay. for, for who knows how long, right? Um, earlier this week, the Warriors front office, ownership, coaching staff talked about, you know, if we can just kind of hang around 500 until Clay gets back here at the new year, maybe we got a chance. Then we start integrating him. Then we got a chance. Now they're looking at, are, are you excited about a starting lineup that's Stephen Curry, Damian Lee, Porter? I'm already at no. You already Trayvon know no. Green, the second that Damian Lee Trayvon was in Looney, there. Right? Like, if that's your lineup, I'm. you know how much I love Stephen Curry. And I'm of the ilk that if you got number 30, you got a chance. But it's going to be really hard <laughs> when you look around this team and say, oh, yeah, he, he can he can keep us around 500 until Clay Thompson comes back. I, I just want to get through an offseason where I can at least enjoy possibilities. You know, last year it was robbed from us with Clay's injury. This year, like, well, we had this draft and things are looking fine and the season's coming up and ESPN likes us and Vegas likes, or Vegas likes us and all these things are coming into shape. And then, you know, last minute, now we have another off-the-court thing to worry about, let me have you uh, another guess. And I am fascinated in this response, but let me double down on the word. Guess. Rusty is not reporting on this. This is a guess. Rusty, how do the Warriors feel about this stuff, man? I mean, what do you think? Either players, front office, you know, what's, what's the affect that's coming out of that locker room right now? It is so tough because there are other NBA organizations where – it would be simple to guess. They would be furious. Like what you want is your players to be available. They get mad about lesser issues like injuries. Like this is like a deep belief. It's really hard to question somebody who has a belief about something. And like I said at the beginning, the Warriors are doing everything that they can to study the history of these beliefs and to – inform both themselves and Andrew on every possibility. Uh, it's really hard. I I mean if I had to guess what the words are feeling, I would I would bet it's baffled. Like 
we're, we're all in this situation right now of trying to figure out what other people are dealing with when we do not walk in their shoes. And that's what the Warriors are dealing with right now. Well, how do you solve a problem? You don't know exactly what the problem is, you know? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, and he is, Wiggins has a lot of things that's kind of defined him on the court. There's been really one thing that's defined him off the court is he's opaque. You know, we've made a thousand jokes about, you know, the lack of personality and the lack of things that strike out um, about Wiggins. And if I was the front office right now, dealing with this multifaceted problem, man, there's a thousand things it could be and he's not telling you any of them. And so you're basically negotiating in the blind. You're like, oh, what if it's this? Or what if it's a medical thing? Or what? That, that is the recipe to not solve a problem, you know? Um, and, you know, talk about frustrating. Uh, let's get to the emotional part, the personal one. And to give both you and I a little bit of time to let this question soak in, let's put Maxime on the spot. Maxime, how is this making you feel, man? Does, does this change your opinion about Wiggins when you heard this news and now you've heard this description from Rusty? Where are you at? Yeah, it does not make me have a lot of sympathy for Wiggins. Um, also want to just point out quickly that uh, while we've been on this call, um, Shams and Tim Bontemps have reported that the NBA has officially denied um, Wiggins' request for religious exemption. And that just sort of adds fuel to my fire on this. You know, it's the NBA is probably being conservative in this denial in that if there was any possible way that it would be deemed legitimate that Andrew Wiggins has cause for a religious exemption, there's no way that they would deny this, which says to me that he really has no cause for asking for a religious exemption. And that is just kind of offensive, you know? It just, it it means that he's, he's putting up the middle finger to the Warriors organization, to religion in a sense, and then also to the entire world. I, I continue to have to wear a mask even though I'm fully vaccinated because of the Delta variant, which has been propagated by people that aren't vaccinated. So I'm personally offended and then also offended on behalf of this team that I love that is probably going to be significantly hampered because even if you know we decide, okay, well then we're shipping Wiggins out, who the fuck is going to trade for Andrew Wiggins when he's refusing to get the shot? So shockingly, I agree with you. Um, so let's see, how am I going to wade into this? Uh, let's start with the religious thing and, and more just kind of an objective measure. Wiggins doesn't have to have a personality off the court, right? We just talked about that. Um, if you ask him what his favorite hobby is and then you get him not talking at all, fine. That's up to him. But if you're dealing with a gigantic problem like this, that's literally apparently going to prevent him from playing, and you're trying to work alongside him with the league, for example, to get a religious exemption. And you say something to the league like, all right, you know, no, this is for religious purposes. And then they look to Andrew Wiggins and you get the same silent approach that he's done to everything. Well, that's some bullshit. You know, if, if he has found a problem, if nothing else, I believe he has an obligation to work with the team to find a way around it. Um, let me get more subjective uh, and let me get some background shit out of the way. Background number one. This is personal for me, boys. Very personal for me. I got a six-year-old who cannot get vaccinated. I, there's, if there's somebody's life on earth who I want to protect more than my daughter, I don't know who the fuck it is. And so I view people who refuse to get vaccinated as a threat to my kid. Maybe that's just me being an overprotective papa bear, right? But that's a part of this for me. I'll give you another personal thing. 
I've got a family member who's going through a real serious health concern. Until recently, that health concern prevented her from getting a vaccine. I would have killed to get her that vaccine. Uh, she would have killed to get that vaccine. Millions around the world would kill to get that vaccine. And so when I'm talking about this, you know, forgive me, I'm getting a little personally involved. And I should also hedge, I am not a racial minority. And I cannot come, if, if I chose to speak in a way that suggested I would understand how I would deal with this, the, if I were, that would be ridiculous. So I immediately acknowledge I can't speak from uh, any position of authority on that. But some other baseline shit, I believe the vaccine cannot hurt you. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think it was developed by doctors who spent their entire life earning the type of knowledge you need to decide if something like this is safe. I believe it can save your life. I believe it can save the lives of everyone around you. So if those things, what I just told you are wrong, then I'm wrong, boys. Ignore me. Ignore me across the world. All right. But if I'm right, then this is some bullshit, some selfish, misinformed bullshit. Scenario number one. All right. Let's assume the vaccine doesn't actually do anything. It doesn't, um, you know, prevent COVID, but it also doesn't hurt you. Let's say that's true. Well, from that, he should take it as someone who's getting 340 a game and he should do it to help the franchise. If he doesn't, do you know who he's telling fuck you to? To Clay Thompson, who did everything he could to get his body back so that they could come here and make another run. He's saying fuck you to Steph Curry who's done everything he could through the last two years to keep this shit together, who has a finite title window and needs Andrew Wiggins more than anything. He's saying F you to the entire organization. Now let's assume I'm right on the other stuff. Let's assume the vaccine not only doesn't hurt you, it helps you boys. It actually helps uh, stop the spread of COVID. Well, if that's true and he's still refusing it, he's not just saying fuck you to the organization. He is saying, fuck you to the world, to the nation, which is ridiculous. So again, this is personal for me, but opting out of the vaccine right now as COVID matures into these different variants is like watching your entire apartment building burn to the ground. And then when the firefighters come to put it out, you stop them from entering because you have a right to prevent your single apartment from, you know, it's up to me. I want my stuff to burn. So let everybody's stuff to burn. It's selfish, it's short-sighted, and I don't think it should be supported. Um, Rusty, talk me off the ledge. You have always been far less crazy, you know, and, and you're not a homer in this instance. Um, how does, if in any way, does this impact your view of, uh, of Mr. Wiggins? I get it. Like, it's tough for me, and I usually don't do these things, but I'll make it personal. Um, I got some health issues that, I want everybody around me to be vaccinated. I, it's very important to me that I can live on to the next day to do what I want to do. Now, anytime I say that, I have to realize that the other people also get to do what they want to do and that their body is their choice. Wiggins is a family guy. Those things are important to him. His beliefs are important to him. I don't know how I can tell him that what's important to him is any less important than what's to me. So that's how I approach these things is um, I, I can tell them honestly how I feel and what's important to me, but it would be absurd for me to think that he would listen to that if I wouldn't listen to what's important to him. That makes sense to me. But what if you wanted to drive 160 miles an hour next to your car? 
You, I mean, this, you don't you you stop them, right? For your decision, for your decisions is ha- decisions have consequences. That, that, that there's no doubt about that, and that that works for both sides of this argument. Yeah. Um, I can, as being a health risk, I can make the decision not to go to large yeah. events, even yeah. though I'm vaccinated and masked and stay six feet apart. I I still have the ability to not go to those places. Um, that would be a consequence. Um, people who don't get vaccinated have consequences in San Francisco. Essentially, that is, you cannot go into these venues. You yeah. cannot play basketball. You you will be fined for every game you miss. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Maxime, does that make you feel any less filled with Viterol in this situation? No, I almost feel like I just I don't think that those consequences are equal. Um, it's sort of like, you know, if he's driving 160 miles an hour and not wearing a seatbelt. Yes, that's technically against the law. Right. There are reasons that that law is in place for common good, but by and large, just to protect you. The problem is, is that like that'd be like him reaching over while he's driving 160 miles an hour and somehow unfastening your seatbelt. I just, yeah. I, or, I don't or love that. it's he, if he wants to drive 55 miles an hour without a seatbelt, okay. That, that line was, you know, that was supposed to protect you. If he would like to drive 160 miles an hour, even with a seatbelt, no, 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 that, that rule wasn't just designed to protect you. It was designed to protect all the people around you. And if you want to ignore it, it's not your decision. Isn't only impacting you. It's impacting the safety of everyone around you. And when you live in a society Unfortunately, when there are, you know, safety rules in place, generally speaking, they're aimed at not just you. They're aimed at all the people around you. Yeah, I'm not, you know, if it's my decision to not get on the freeway and drive to wherever I want to go. But at the same time, you know, that might be to something that like I need because I, you know, I want to see my friends. Right. And I might want to see my friends at a venue. It's like, yeah, sure. I have the choice not to do that. But like it seems a little bit unfair that somebody else can can enact something that makes it so that I feel uncomfortable in certain environments. Will this impact relationships, Rusty? I mean, so you have the, um, you, you are the perfect person to talk to about this for a lot of reasons. It's, it's not just because of your connection with the team or the article you just read, and it's not because of our connection. You have watched Warriors and franchises and NBA teams for you know more than a decade. You know how important the locker room is. Is there a chance his decision right now? Because he's the only one. You know, there's there's all the rest of these players are vaccinated. Is there's a chance his decision is alienating him from the fellow players, not just from the fans and the team? It's tough. It's so tough because. One of the things that the, the Warriors obviously have amazing talent, amazing skill. But one of the things that has made them good, that allowed them to have a dynastic run, is that they were so close. They have it started out where they would have Chapel on every Sunday, and then it became Chapel before every game. And Chapel wasn't always some religious thing; it was get in there and talk about social issues, or talk about this or that. And, um, they actually spend time and talk to each other. They, they like each other. They're involved in each other's lives. They play for each other because of that. So if somebody doesn't want to play or, or is not doing what's possible to play, I shouldn't say doesn't want to play. He wants to play. Yeah. Um, if, if somebody is not doing what it takes to play, uh, of course that there's a possibility that starts a riff and, and the Warriors is a front office and a team, as a coaching staff are doing everything they can to 
kind of bridge that gap and say, look, we want to understand where you're coming from, but you also have to understand where we're coming from. Like right. av- availability is really important. And, and you're, you're supposed to love your brothers. You're supposed to want to play hard for them. Um, so it's a, it's a really hard back and forth, but there, there's absolutely no doubt that when, when things are that difficult, when things are that hard to understand, when you're coming from such different perspectives, of course, there's a chance that can cause a rift. Quantify it for me. Um, and we'll end on a sports note. So let's, let's begin with the rosiest of pictures. Take away this Wiggins thing. Let's say, pretend like it never happened. Um, he is definitely playing. He's going to play every game. You know, he was vaccinated. What was the upside on where the Warriors could finish in the West in your mind? In top four, top six, top two, where, where do you think they would, they'd end up if everything went the way we wanted it to? Uh, their goal and, and what I think the upside is, is top four. Um, I thought Bob Myers explained it really well in the Chronicle the other day where he said, look, we're going to have three iterations of the team this year. We're going to have the non-clay team. Then we're going to have the integrate period of yep. trying to get clay back, not sure how, how he can play, how much, how much he can play, what he can do. Then we're going to be back at full strength. Um, so you already had that on you, on your plate, uh, but I thought they had a chance with Andrew Wiggins to be around 500, which is what they had to do to yep. get through it. Then they were going to probably go through a little down spell when clay first came back and was playing limited minutes and they were trying to figure out what he could do. And then I bet they turn it on and are really good at the end of the season. Um, now I'm not sure they can survive that first part. Yeah, there you go. You, so, you might you might be so far down in the playoff race at that point that um, no matter how good Clay is, how, no matter how many he can play at the end of the season, it might be really tough to come back. Yeah, I mean, if you're a betting man, you've already answered it, but let me put it to you. So the other side of the coin, let's let's quantify it. 20 games he misses, you know, and then something happens, something budges, medical science one way or the other changes the parameters on this thing. If he misses the first 20 games, do you think the Warriors can still be top four in the West? Because I do not. No, no chance. No chance. Now, now you're talking, can they make the playoffs? Right. Yeah. Ah, um, man, that is a depressing place to end this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, do you have any like funny stray cat stories or something else that you could bring up well, here? Uh, maybe a hey, waterfowl. Hey, the G League team might be really good. So go, <laughs> oh, you bastard, you <laughs> bastard. Well, despite rubbing my face in a downer note, it is phenomenal to have you back. Welcome back, man. And for those out there who need way more Simmons in their life, where do they go? Waterfowl.com still. Absolutely. I mean, that's where everybody should go all the time. You should always be worried about uh, all the water birds. Love them all. We we should all be taking care of them as a society together. This is normally where I drop a plug for our show, but instead um, I happen to know that Rusty's working on a pet project. So, and forgive me, I hope it's okay that I talk about this, but a lot of people like to go to zoos and like see exotic animals. Rusty's actually coming up with a park that just has household domestic pets. So if you want to just go and spot a cat, you know, maybe uh, a canary or whatever, it's, it's going to be out there. Rusty, when does that park open? Do you remember? They, they have that already. They have they, like, yeah, it's called my I, house. I was in Denver not long ago where you could actually go to a coffee shop. And not only did you buy the coffee, you bought a cat that would hang out with you. <laughs> these are, these places exist. 
did you spend that time like spotting out other random creatures you weren't supposed to be spending time with? Like you're holding no, the cat and you're like, hey, look at that cockroach over there. And everybody yeah. kind of presented you. Yeah, that's what you have to do. In those kind of scenarios, the cats are supposed to be there, but the centipedes are not. Rusty, welcome back. And uh, we appreciate you. Hopefully this thing plays out a little bit better than we put out there today, but I guess we'll find out. Go Warriors, you guys. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Good, good. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.